Welcome to the members podcast. We just want to start off by thanking our Total Access members. We couldn't do what we're doing without you guys. I'm just going to be straight up. Jimmy and John are chomping at the bit, so I'm going to go ahead and let them get right to it. So, fellas, hey man, let's continue this conversation. Look, this conversation started at dinner. It, it really it did. did. And, and then we, we hit the porch, and we laughed and played a lot of music, and then yeah. we regained it. And we were... I mean, look, you, you guys, you care more about what we have to say than anybody else in the world. So there's a side of us where it's almost like, hey, pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. Right. And, or and, something else. <laughs> bourbon. <yeah. laughs> um, Gin and tonic. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the conversation on the porch was, was pretty raw. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm, I'm going to be like completely frank. My heart exploded. Mm. In a good way. There's, That's why we're recording at 1140 a, p.m. It is. We can tell our members that. Yeah, yeah. there's a side It's of, late. Yeah. In my basement, which you're probably hearing my water heater at the moment going off. Word. Um, there's a side of me listening to the two of you go back and forth with the frailty. I, I love that not one time, not one of you guys tried to excuse to me your sin. When we had the conversation. No, you, on the porch, yeah. You were yeah. so embarrassed and horrified by it. Yep. But there was a side of it that goes, but without God's grace, why go on? Sure. Like, why, why not go headlong into this if it's not for God's grace? Right. Yeah. And I think this, what we're really asking people, when we talk about this kind of thing, what we're really asking of you is, look, we're just, we're just asking you to be honest with yourself. You have to be. Just, just, sure. be, just be real with yourself. You are far more wicked yeah. than you could ever imagine. So, for example, if you guys could know the level of godliness that I had attained before marriage and children. <laughs> come, come on, Come on, bro. Now, brother. Come on, bro. Preach it. Preach, sir. Like, Pre- I had it preacher's down. Preacher's been reading my mail, amen. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, I had it down. I had the discipline down. I had the battle down. I had the reading sure. down. Sure. I had the prayer down. And then you get married. Yeah. And, you know, a sinner moves in with another sinner. And so you get some things exposed to you. Mm-hmm. But by and large, you know, marriage, you know, it, pu- it pushed me towards, wow, there's some, there's some things in my life that I didn't know sure. were there. But then, bros, bros, <laughs> our first kid exposed it all. And, and yeah. here's the thing. Yeah, and I'll I'll just be really frank. It's, I mean, it's members podcast. Come on, our first kid was up every forty to forty five minutes for like the first thirteen months of life, and <laughs> yeah. not just awake and like just rolling around all cute, but like awake crying. Yeah, there ain't nothing cute about that. There's nothing <laughs> like, and I'm just gonna be really frank. I remember watching the news and seeing a story, and and this is horrible and tragic, and I'm I'm not making light of this at all. All right but of a woman shaking her child you know, to yeah. death mm. is awful. Yeah. Yeah. But here is the depth of my wickedness, is that I looked at the, her in that moment, and there was a moment of compassion of, yeah. I'm just sorry there, there was nobody in your life to help you. Yeah. Yeah. But at the, and at the same time, there was a moment of, I've had those thoughts. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I could say... I'm probably not going to say them right now, but I mean, I, I could say <laughs> it's members only, baby. I could say even more extreme thing. I mean, with respect to even the children piece, man. Like, 
some of the things that my wife and I have struggled through. Um, they're intense and they're real. Like you, you have thoughts that you could not have imagined that you would ever have. No. I mean, so I, I recently did a wedding and I think we're all around this table. We agree that like the most substantial things that we could ever say in a wedding message or the most substantial things that the Bible says that are relevant to marriage are not found in Ephesians 5 necessarily. They're not found in First Peter 3. They're found in just the, the grand truths of scripture um, that like the reality is that you are far worse than you could have ever imagined. So like when you get married and you say, you know, I never thought that I would marry somebody who would say that to me. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like, well, why not? I mean, you're, you're right. a sinner or, Hey, I never thought I'd marry somebody who would do that. And it's like, well, how many things have you done in your life that you swore you would never do? That's right. Oh man. Right. Yeah. Like this is what we're talking about. Yeah. It's just this honest, like, let's call it what it is. Yeah. 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 And, and particularly as pastors, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm pretty sensitive to, and you know, we live in the social media world. Mm -hmm. It seems like every week you're hearing of a new pastor falling. Yeah. And you're hearing, of, and, and I remember when I, when I first started ministry, those things would, wow. I mean, they would just blow my mind and I've come to the place and, and, and some people might interpret this as, you know, you're just insensitive right. or you're, you've been yeah. desensitized yeah. to it. Yep. But I think moving into this reformed confessional mindset has helped me to see that I'm not, I'm not desensitized, yeah. right. but rather I'm, I'm just not surprised. And that's hard. And that's, that is so hard. Like I, I, you know, it's, I get, we get texts. I know you guys do. We get texts of, did you hear about, did you hear about, uh, oh, have yeah. you heard? Oh yeah. Or just get asked, walk into a service on Sunday. Yeah. Like, Hey, let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah. I'll be, I look, I have compassion towards the pastors who have been unwise with their gifts. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not excusing it. It's not appropriate. It's not wise. No, they made bad decisions. They made yeah. simple decisions. They gave in to temptations. Sure. Um, I look at that and go, don't judge or else there go I. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It were yeah. not for the grace of God. There go I. Right. Right. And I'm not saying, okay, I'm gonna look at their mistakes and then I won't make those mistakes. Right. Listen, I think the apostle Paul looked at a lot of his mistakes and went, man, I wish I, if I could do that, if I could do that, if I could do that again, I would do it yeah. differently. Well, yeah. I mean, so Galatians 6, 1. Yeah. When your brother is caught in sin, like ensnared in sin. Yeah. Right. Those who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness, keeping watch on yourselves, lest you too fall. Right. And, yeah. and so, I mean, they're included in that verse is a lot of what we're talking about right now that, hey, People are caught in sin. Therefore, like compassion is the order of the day. Hmm. We should seek to restore people in a spirit of gentleness, and we should be aware of our own frames because yeah. we are capable of falling the exact same way. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it's a good thing that we would be mindful of that. Yeah. At, at our church, we were going over John 10. You know, Jesus is the good shepherd. And one of the things that struck me there, uh, you know, doing a little bit more research into that passage, when Jesus says, all that came before me are thieves and robbers. <laughs> all. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and he's really, he's, he's talking about, you know, all the, all the figures yeah. of Christ yeah. that came before him. Yeah. 
Jesus, thief and robber. Yeah. When Ezekiel says the same thing, obviously in Ezekiel 34. Right. Right. The shepherd. Yeah. 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 God says, I will, I'm going to shepherd my people. Exactly. Because everybody else. Yeah. And is, so I, is corrupt. I mean, ultimately. Yeah. And, and in light of the pastoral ministry conversation that we're talking about here, this is why it's so important for us to understand our role rightly. That we, you know, First Peter 5, the, mm-hmm. the chief shepherd, yeah. when the chief shepherd appears, we're merely under shepherds. And I think the, you know, kind of the, the typical, and I, I won't even say, you know, the evangelical understanding of ministry, because this kind of can span all traditions. Yeah. You know, is that money, power, dare I say sex, <laughs> success. Yeah. Sure. You know, those things are not unattractive just because we're in the ministry. Yeah. Absolutely not true, which is why I want to pick up on something that we've alluded to a couple of times, once in the regular podcast, once even now. That kind of removal of the shock factor, that removal of the surprise piece. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy to say this now. We've got a primer coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. It's out. Well, I guess <laughs> it is. By this yeah. point, it's out. It's faith, available. Faith versus faithfulness, yeah, a go primer get it. on rest. Yeah, go get it. Go read that thing. Get you some. <laughs> yeah, we worked hard together uh, to to we produce that, and we hope we hope it's helpful to people. Well, I know that we sent that out to a number of people for feedback, mm-hmm. and I know I'm happy to say in in one of the sections that that I wrote, I was talking about this, like how a ro- biblical understanding, a robust understanding of sin, it it allows us to not be surprised yeah. when other mm-hmm. Christians fall, even yeah. in heinous ways. Yep. And, and I, I think originally I had some kind of line in there. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was pretty provocative, not sure. But some of the feedback we got is like, well, hey, I think if like a very prominent, influential evangelical leader. Yeah. Matt Chandler. Matt Chandler. Okay. So the feedback was, <laughs> no, his, okay, so bro. Look, his illustration was helpful. It was very yeah, helpful. It was, it was it very was. helpful. And I'm happy yeah. to talk about this. Members so, pocket. So he's like, the feedback we got from this one brother is helpful because it, it caused me and us yeah, to kind of go back. A, he's and, a pastor. And tweet. Yeah. yeah. He's like, hey, look, man, like I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I think that if Matt Chandler like murdered somebody tomorrow, you'd be shocked. And at the risk of sounding, like you said, like desensitized or callous or something, which I don't think that I am, I literally was looking at that feedback and I was like, I understand what this brother's saying and I want to make some adjustments to what Mm. I've written here. But I can honestly say that I would not be surprised as to like how that might happen. Right. Like our hearts are that jacked up. Yeah. And like my desires and our thoughts, our passions are so intense and so dark at times and so corrupt that we are capable, like ordinary Christians are capable of extraordinary evil. Hmm. And we got to own that. Yeah, we do. Which is scary for it's, people to hear. It's yeah. scary, but yeah, it's true. Yeah. How many people in David's day? Oh, man. God's you know, anointed Jimmy, People one. do say, yeah. though, they were without the spirit. So let's uh, transition to Acts, though. Um, Peter. Bright. Getting rebuked by Paul. Sure. For requiring circumcision. That's right. But but, but or, how many yeah, how many like people in David's day? Going back let, into let's Jewish just be food clear. laws and all that. Yeah. David, God's anointed one, right? Yeah. Who had the Spirit on him, right? Yeah. How many people would say, you know, oh David wouldn't he wouldn't commit murder? Well, we already mentioned this in the podcast. Read First Corinthians for oh, yeah. gracious. Yeah. And here's I I think it's important for us to hear to say. We aren't leaving you without hope. Like, oh, Christianity is debauched. Like, no, you we're are not without yeah. hope. That's right. We're not this, at all. I, I, I think if anything, if you could hear us say anything, this is why the church and God's organization of approved elders and the ordinary means, which is 
preaching of his word, mm. the Lord's table and baptism are designed mm-hmm. to bring the weary, broken sinner back and saying, listen, there is hope outside of yourself. No, amen. And yeah. God will do it. I mean, this is why I want to I want to go somewhere else for just one second to pick up on what you said, John, but this is why it's so critical that we herald, you know, not only Christ, but we help people understand that their sanctification, our sanctification is as certain as our justification and our glorification because of the Holy Spirit of God who dwells in us, who will complete the good work he's begun, who will conform us in the image of Christ. He who called you is faithful. He will surely do it. Like that's the hope, right? And so, no, we're not saying that like Christianity is a sham. That's not at all what we're saying. But I just want to be really clear as a pastor, like you talked about 1 Corinthians. I get really worked up when I get the kind of pious types in our context who come in talking about, man, we got to go back to the days of the early church when it, when it was, (laughs) when it was grand and glorious and golden. And I'm like, I'm like you, bro. I'm like, have you read the new Testament? Because it was a disaster. Well, and, and even, even like you're talking about the letters to the Corinthians and others, I'm like, you clearly have not thought much about the church in Corinth because you talk about the early church, the apostate Ephesian church. (laughs) Seriously. It's like, I mean, have you read, have you read Revelation 2 and 3? Yeah. You know, like you talk about the early church as though it was just this perfect, like holy grail Spirit era. fest. <laughs> right. And I'm like, man, it it is it was messed up. And I think that you sort of shackling the church of our era with this burden that we can't bear, like that we're supposed to somehow be near perfect yeah, is right. absolutely insane. Right. Yeah. Like read yeah. your Bible. Yeah. We, we Well, but here's the problem though. We do. And we look at the Old Testament and say, wow, what a bunch of jacked up weirdos. And then we think the New Testament is full of all these heroes. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, no, 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 no. In the grand redemptive historical view of scripture, what we see is that in the Old Testament, it's groaning. It's groaning for redemption to be accomplished. There is one faithful. That's right. Well, it's like it's like the Old Testament makes Hebrews. Jesus. Yeah, the Old Testament makes Jesus obvious when he shows up because it's like thank God, right, that he has come, yeah. the yeah. one who actually has fulfilled the law. Well, we what's the keep... first thing said of him when he shows up on the scene by John the yeah. Baptist? Yeah, behold, yes. the Lamb of God yeah. who takes, takes away, away the, the sins of the world. Of the world. My Amen. encouragement to you is go read the first five books of the Bible, and if you don't walk away going, I'm not sure humanity has figured this out, right. Right. But this is why you can't go, you can't, humanity can't go three chapters mm-hmm. without there being a promise that someone's going to come fix what humanity completely right. destroyed. Yeah. Genesis 3.15. Right. Yeah. And for the rest of the Bible, it's like he, one day the fixer's coming, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not only the fixer, it's the one who makes all things new. That's right. Right. Not, not fix all things new. That's right. And that's where we say, listen, actually Christianity is an epic ride to look at the disaster of humanity and the glory of Jesus. So the encouragement for me, I actually chuckle. I go, man, we humans are so foolish to think we actually can produce something that is worthy. Sure. And when you read the Bible, you go, oh, no. You know, as Jimmy says, no, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, that's right. And so I think one of the way, one of the ways that pastorally you work through this with people is, and I believe I might even heard this on this podcast, is, is the idea of when we're sitting down with people, it's the idea of 
look, I'm just going to assume that you're a mess. Which is not dark. No. And and I'm not saying, you know, you're, you're cheating on your wife. You're I'm a not saying I'm alcoholic. In, I'm not saying I'm assuming not the worst assuming about the you. worst. Right. Yeah. Or impugning We're, your motivations. But what I am saying is, hey, as your pastor, yeah. part of my commitment to you yeah. is to keep calling you to Christ and the day that maybe you do make a mess of your life. I'm not going to come at you like, I can't believe you did that. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, which, I, is, which is a congregant, you go, well, at least my pastor isn't expecting me to be better than what I am. Right. Yeah. And this is, <laughs> this is how we can free people from like this nonsense. Like we practically in the evangelical church sometimes talk like we can change our own hearts. Like <laughs> if we right. just, if we just keep, you know, d- doing this and we're diligent enough and we try hard enough and we muster it up or whatever, it's almost like we can change our own hearts. How are you posturing your heart? It's, it's absolute <laughs> lunacy, right? Where it's like, this is maybe teeing up something. Else. We're not even going to talk about this now, but we got more to say in future podcasts. Like, man, the whole sanctification debate, I'm just like, look, answer me this question. Can you change your own heart or not? That's right, baby. Come okay. on. And that, so, that's so, a tricky question depending on who's listening. Yeah. No, it's true. That's true. And and so again, we're just saying that, look, man, the spirit of God is the one. Who and the answer this. to that is no. The answer, of course, is no. If you go read Galatians 3, your only conclusion is you don't change your own no, heart. No, you don't. No. It's not the law. Absolutely not. Which we'll get on another podcast. We will. Guys, this has been a good conversation. Just want to say thank you again uh, to our members. And we, I know the three of us are really excited about the future of Theocast. We trust and hope that you are too. And so again, thank you for your faithful support. And we look forward to future episodes and spending more time with you that way. We'd like to thank you for your generous support through your membership at Theocast. You can contact us with questions, feedback, or encouragement at theocast.org. Thank you.